Hi, I'm Anna Haupt and I'm bipolar. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm going to start by showing you a short movie. So beautiful. <laughs> this started for me and my co-founder Teresa Alstein in 2005 as a master thesis in industrial design. And at the same time as we were about to choose what kind of master thesis we wanted to do, uh, this law was introduced in Sweden, making it mandatory for children up to 15 years to use bicycle helmet. And we knew it was a problem that people don't use bicycle helmets. And we also felt that this law was kind of a threat to us if it was going to be mandatory also for adults. Uh, so we thought maybe, maybe we have to solve it. Um, this is Swedish statistics, 30 people die and around 30,000 people getting injured by bicycle accidents every year. This was of course a very big motivation for us to, what if we could maybe make a helmet that people would want to use, this could maybe get lower. And for us it was very important to, to not, as industrial designers, to not only focus on the, like uh, making a good-looking helmet. We wanted it to be at least as safe as the traditional ones. And we started looking at them, and uh, we, we noticed that there are actually problems with the traditional ones. The frigolit, EPS, EPU material is quite stiff, and it doesn't absorb the shock absorbance in a good way, in a, in a, in a hit. And also... Um, it doesn't protect the back of the head at all. Um, and um, we thought they looked ki kind of similar, all of them. And they looked sporty. Is bicycling a sport? No. For most people, it isn't a sport. And the helmet shouldn't look like a sport equipment either, if that's the case. It should fit a suit or jeans or a skirt. But the first thing we did, we, we made a questionnaire because we wanted to know if people thought the same as we did about the traditional ones. Um, we asked from the start 100 people, both men and women in all ages, and 14 of these used bicycle helmets, which is quite close to the Malmö statistics, which is 11%. Uh, in rest of Sweden, it's about 20%, and they're... In Stockholm, they're the best. Fourteen of these, of course, all of them, used it to be 
because of safety reasons. Some of them to be a role model, it was the parents. One to look sporty and none because they look good. Why people didn't use bicycle helmets, these were the most common ones. They're difficult to bring. They're only bad-looking ones. They mess up the hair. No one else has it. They're expensive. The cat can't fit underneath. Um, you shouldn't uh, underestimate vanity, <laughs> of course. Uh, but they're expensive is something that people say just because they don't want to use them. You can buy a traditional helmet for 40 euros, but people aren't paying that for saving their life. And that says a lot about the product. So what do they want? We have some quotes from the questionnaire. Like a good-looking hat with a built-in helmet. Small and foldables, you can put it in your pocket. Possibility to change the look, like with mobile phone shells and wigs. Invisible. And this really triggered us. We wanted to make something invisible. That, that sounded great. So we did. We made this airbag helmet. A collar that you wear around your neck. I, I have it with me also. Looks like this. This is a dummy. And this is the on-off button, so it can't inflate right now. But then you hear this delete, and it starts to lid, and then you know it's on. And then it's off again. And you have these shells in different colors and styles that you can change to match your clothes, to match different climates. In Japan, they want uh, these shells with a cooling system inside, which we are looking into right now, because it's really hot there in the summers. And um, it's almost, I think maybe some of these models are here today. Um, It contains almost only soft parts, which make it, makes it really easy to just... You can be quite hard with it. You can fold it. I usually fold it like this when I have it in my computer bag. Then it fits. How does it work? Uh, the inflator is here on the back. It's a helium cold gas inflator. It's the smallest on the market. Not, no, not any pyrotechnics, which people are wondering about. Um, and the airbag is all around your neck, folded in a way that is perfect for inflation. This is the tear seam, which will tear in the inflation. And the electronics is the brain of Hövding. We have accelerometers and gyros that can sense acceleration and angular velocity 200 times a second. How you move, and when you're in an accident, having nose, and it will inflate. The color on the shell is, of course, very important. Um, it makes having ergonomic. 
nice to wear. And uh, the shells can make everything visible if you want to and very discreet if you don't want to. Except for in the summers, it's visible all the time. I've seen on the beach, but you know. Um, when we when we made the master thesis, we had the idea. We had like prototypes of this. We went to a big Swedish airbag company, and um, we thought they could help us with the rest, just fix it for us, like buy the idea really expensive, and <laughs> and that's it. But they told us that. The airbag system itself is quite close to what you use in cars, but the algorithm, the, the actual dividing between normal cycling and accidents has no one ever done before, because how it works in cars is much easier. You have the chassis around the person that protects you and that feels the acceleration in an accident, the hit. Here, you yourself is the, ch the chassis that will feel the abnormal movement in an accident. And they couldn't help us with that. So we had to go to Lund University and to the ma mathematician department. And they helped us to find the best mathematicians they ever had studying there. And we employed them. And then we started to do everything ourselves, the research from the start, making thousands of crash tests all known accidents that we know of and that the professors know of, both with crash test dummies but also with real people. That's really important because a real, people, real person uh, doesn't move the same as crash test dummies because crash test dummies don't move. So we could only use them for deadly accidents when they get hit by a car. Uh, the rest of the accidents we had to do with real people. And then after almost six years of research, we were finally almost done. So we launched it and we, we launched also our website the same day in Swedish. And we could never have imagined the speed of media, how it works today. It was starting in Sweden. We, we, were, we were hoping to sit in a, in a Swedish morning sofa, like TV4, which we did the next day. But they phoned us from Discovery Channel Canada just a few hours after our launch. And then they started phoning us from Japan, from the States, from China. It was crazy. I was looking at the YouTube movie, which I showed you in the beginning, and it was like 3,000 hits from, this, from the beginning, and I thought, this can't be only my parents. And then, <laughs> you know, 300,000 views. You get like goosebumps. It's incredible. And then, maybe a week after this, there was an Indian man phoning me, and he, he was very gentle and, and polite, and he told me that he, he had been studying in um, Harvard or something, uh, really nice, and he wanted to help us with the Indian distribution. And after a while, he had been going on, he, he asked, sorry, who am I speaking to at the company? Uh, Anna Haupt, one of the founders, and it was completely quiet. The... Anna Haupt. <laughs> you know, he didn't know, he couldn't even, he couldn't believe that he was moving so quickly.
I want to, this is China's biggest television show, CCTV one, approximately 1.3 billion people. This is my final slide. We've met many great people, but we've also met people that aren't that great. They call themselves realists. And um, sometimes we choose to tell about some meetings that we've had through, through this development time, but it's scary because people tend to don't believe us because the stories are too cruel and the people we meet are too conservative. You don't even believe that it could really be true. Some people said to us that what you're trying to do is impossible and they sit there with their big bellies leaning back and I know this and the traditional helmets work perfectly. If this was possible, by the way, someone else would have done it before you. Um, and this really fills me with enormous um, courage and motivation that I'm going to prove them wrong. And um, when this Swedish insurance company, Folksam, made this huge cycle, cycle helmet test a few weeks before the summer vacation, uh, they proved that Hövding, and, that Hövding is actually more than three times better than the best traditional bicycle helmet. And we knew that already, but it was good that someone else told everyone. Um, and it's better because the shock absorbance, of course, in an airbag is so much softer to your head than this Frigolit EPS could ever be. And it protects larger parts of your head as well. And it can handle multiple ex um, hits from in the same accident, which traditional helmets can't do either. And, you know, sometimes I really would want to meet them again, but I don't, I'm not sure it's pretty smart. I want to end with this, email, with this mail that we got. Dear Hövding, I'm very glad to send you back my used collar. On the 29th of February, I was knocked down by an opening door from a taxi that was waiting in line on a cross light. I was thrown off my bike immediately, and there was no chance to even take the brakes. If I hadn't worn my invisible helmet, I'd smashed my head on the concrete and on a metal cycle stand. I might have gotten worse injuries than just a sore back. Thank you. This great invention saved my life. From Berlin. Thank you.